I want to concentrate now on the idea of the beginning of the three weeks. We're all familiar with the famous story how the famous French emperor, Napoleon, walked past the shul on Tisha B'Av night and he heard the sound of Yidin crying and sobbing over the Khurban Beis HaMikdash. And very curious as he was, Napoleon asked, what's going on, what's happening? And they answered and they said, well, we are mourning and we are crying for the fact that we lost our temple. And Napoleon asked, when exactly was this temple destroyed? When he was told that it was destroyed 1800 years earlier than then, he said to the people around him, the people that mourn its land after so many years will surely merit to return and rebuild it. The Gemara tells us in Tainis, Tafalamad Omad Base, Kolamisabala Yushalayim, Zoicha Veroya Bissimchosa, that if a person mourns for Yushalayim, he will be Zoicha, he will merit to see the Simcha, to see the rebuilding of Yushalayim. So, Rabbi Sai, we're about to embark on a period of time and halachas that go together with that period of time, which very much, very much illustrate the time of year that we are, even though we mentioned many times that really we have to, we have a chiv, we have an obligation to misabalod Yerushalayim, to mourn the Beis HaMikdash every single day, as many Choshvayidin did when they did the Kittikun Chatzois. But for us, it's difficult. So for at least three weeks, starting from Shiva Asa Batamas, Be'ezus Hashem on Thursday, moving on all the way until the bitter day of Tishabav, we have three full weeks of mourning the Beis HaMikdosh. And like Chazal tell us, if you want to be Zoycha, to be there, when they're going to be bringing down the Bayesh Lishi, and the Beis HaMikdosh is going to be coming down and seeing the Simcha of what that means then we have to spend the next three weeks in mourning and understanding exactly what it is. And you know, as we'll mention, many of the halachas are really minhagim, not brought in the Gemara. We'll give some ideas where things come from, but the idea basically is that these are minhagim, and they're there for a purpose. You know, people always are looking for heterim. And that's how we are. We're always like, Rabbi, give me a heter. You know they say, if you're a rabbi, can't find a heter, get yourself a new rabbi. Because someone's got to find a heter. There's always a heter for everything. Right? So, people are always looking for heter. And, you know, I often get this call, not now, recently, because no tourists have been letting Eretz Yisrael, unfortunately. But in Mitzvah Hashem, very soon, the tourists will be coming back. And this is a very common shayla. I'm going to the Kaisal, and I don't want to rip Kriya. You know, I'm a bacha in yeshiva, I'm in a seminary girl in seminary, I'm a tourist coming for Yontov, whatever it may be. I heard there's a heter that if you machna your clothing to somebody else, then you don't have to rip kriya. Or, if it's a day, don't say tachnan, or all sorts of things. And I say, listen, I, I, I can find you all the heter. I know all the heter, I can find the heter, but I don't want to. I don't want to. Why not? Ah, the Gemara says, koyder terah odif. It's better to give a tame than it is, and it won't be machme. And the answer is, because this is one of the last things we have, at least during the year, during the three weeks we have our own set of halachas, but at least during the year, to remember and to try and remind ourselves of what we had, and to do some kind of mourning. Now that's during the year, but when it comes to the three weeks that come to Shabbat Shabbat and the, the weeks following that, leading up to Tisha B'Av, 
there are certain halachas. And you know, people complain, and I've heard this complaint many, many times. Last year I was Zoycha to give a Kinnis Explained. It was the first time I ever did it. It was an incredible experience. It took absolutely... I can't even tell you how many hours I was in South Africa in Aaron Saxton's house and we were preparing. It was it was incredible, incredible experience and giving it over and people enjoying it and people really got a lot of meaning from the kinness as opposed to just saying it. But over the years I've heard the complaint of it means nothing to me. I sit on the floor, I sit on my low chair and I say the kinness and I even read the art scroll translation to all the kinness and it means nothing to me. And we hear this all the time. And many of us also feel nothing. How many of us sit down and start shedding tears and crying and crying because we don't have a Besamikdash? I don't know, maybe I speak for myself, but I don't know how many guys watching right now are in that category of, what do you mean? We fill up cups and bottles of tears, like the Chsam Seifer in Akdama to the art school that everyone knows, that he dipped the bread, right, or the egg, into those tears on Erev Tishabav. I don't know if it applies to us. Now, there are many ways that we can build ourselves up to try and get to that Madriga, but there is one particular way. And that is, if you go through the three weeks and you find a heter for almost anything, and by the way, you probably can, then you will almost guaranteed come into Tishabav and feel nothing. Why? The purpose of what they were doing when Chazal came along to institute these halachas and minhagin that we're going to you know, try to clearly spell out for a purpose. And I once heard this many years ago. I think it was from Rabbi Lef, said a beautiful explanation. He said, you know, you should never know, but anyone that's learned Hilchas Havelis, if you've ever gone through Hilchas Havelis, so you know that the most Chomor, meaning the day that's the most stringent, is the day of death. The day that person dies, you're considered to be an Oinin. And the next three days, and then you have the seven days of Shiva, which are obviously the most Chomor. And then after the shiva, you have shloisha, which everything's a little bit relaxed. And for a parent, you have an entire year where everything's even more relaxed, but there's still something there. So when it comes to real mourning, it goes from the most intense all the way down slowly, 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 until basically there's nothing left except for the yurt site once a year. All of a sudden, it comes to Chorban Beis HaMegdash. It comes to what we call Bein HaMetzorim. It comes to the time between Shiva Sabatamas and Tishabav, And it's exactly the opposite. Unbelievable. It's totally the opposite. In other words, it goes from, instead of most intense down, it goes from the most light. You've got the three weeks. Okay. According to Ashkenazi, we already start from the three weeks of Shiva Sabatamas. And then you've got the nine days. Okay, the nine days already leads on. There's a few more things you can't do. Showers and all sorts of things. And then you've got Shvush Chalboy, the week that Tishabav falls in, that's even more Chomor. And then you've got Erev Tishabav, and then you've got Tishabav, and then it goes, goes that, that's it, my motto Tishabav, there's basically nothing left. You're back to barbecues and, you know, music and chasanas and everything's back to normal. It's mamish the opposite. It's the total opposite to real morning. What's the pshat? And the answer of a left gave is very simple. And he said, because when it comes to real morning of a loved one, the Torah doesn't have to tell you to mourn, it's posh, it's obvious. Right, everyone feels the morning. And as it go, time goes on, you forget, Chazal tell us. But when it comes to the Beis HaMikdash, you can't just jump into a Tishabav. Imagine if they said one day in the year, All right, Rabbi Isai, tomorrow is Tishabav. You're like, oh, okay, I'll go and get my Machsel, my Kinnis, and off I go to Shul, right? You're going to feel nothing. But if you have a three weeks, and you have a nine days, and you have a Shavu Shechalboy, and then you have an Erev Tishabav, then when you get to Tishabav, maybe you'll feel something. Why am I telling you this? 
Because again, for many of the things that we're going to say, they're heterim, you're allowed, it's the year 2000, you know, 2020, it's COVID-19, come on, everything's okay. No, 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 no. Of course, yes, there are heterim, and there are certain times that we use those heterim. But the more we look for heterim, the less we're going to feel. And Chazal tell us, Kolomis Abel al Yerushalayim, if you are really zoicha to take these halachas, to really take them seriously, and it's only three weeks we can manage, then yes, then we will be zoicha be'eza Hashem, to Reyes Simchase, we'll be able to see the simcha of the rebuilding of Yerushalayim be'eza Hashem Yispok. So let's go now through some of the halachas. The first thing we have to know is when do they begin? When do the halachas, the three weeks, begin? So there is an interesting machlokas between Rav Yashav and Rav Chaim Kenevsky. Rav Chaim Kenevsky holds that it starts by Shkia. So Shkia, Rabbi Sai, of Thursday, right, in two days' time, we're going to be having Shkia of the... Uh, when you don't have to fast yet, we start fasting from the next morning, right? We start fasting from Thursday morning. I'm sorry, Sticha, Wednesday night. Wednesday night, that's basically in 24 hours. We have the... Um, we have, uh, we have the Shkia, and according to that, that's going to be a problem. Whereas according to Rav Yashiv held, it goes by Nacht, it goes by Tzeser Kachovim. That's when the three weeks begin. So even though we're not fasting yet, because Shiv is on Yud Zayin, which is a Thursday this year, and we fast on the morning, as we mentioned yesterday, but the halachas of the three weeks actually start on the night before. Okay, so that's a very important thing. Now, there's a mission in Tainis Chavov on the base that talks all about this. Most of what we're saying is according to Ashkenazim. Svadim do generally only keep Shvur Shachalboy, even though there are many Svadim that also keep the same as Ashkenazim. We'll talk about that. But Al Kapon in the short, the Ramah brings in Simatov Kuf Nun Alaf, the Chaldom Simakuk Klal Kuf Lamad Gimel, that from Shiva Asabatamas until Tishabab, we are noyeg to observe Minhagim of Avelis, of mourning over the destruction for the base Hamigdash. The reason why we call the period of time Bain Hamatsarim, why is it called Bain Hamatsarim? Bain Hamatsarim is what the Medrash in Eicha calls this period of time, and it means between the tragedies. Bain Hamatsarim. Shivasa Batamas was a very harsh day for Klal Yisrael. Tishba was obviously a harsh day for Klal Yisrael. The time in between is Bain Hamatsarim. The Torah, you should know, very interesting. The Torah brings down from Daniel that the Torah says, B'Shem Daniel, that Daniel fasted every single day of the three weeks. Can you imagine? The Daniel fasted every day of the three weeks. And in fact, it's brought down that the Echidim would fast all, at least not to eat meat, all of the three weeks. We know it as the nine days. But... There's definitely a minig for Yechidim not to eat meat over the entire period of the three weeks. The Meister Sharit Shuva says not that way. The Sharit Shuva says that we don't do that. That's not our minig because we need koyach. We need strength and therefore we basically have a minig to eat meat the whole way through up until obviously the nine days. Now, um, okay, the... Okay, another, another interesting thing as well is these are very serious minhagim. Now remember, most of these are not mentioned in the Gemara, but they're very serious. There's a famous Chassam Sof in Yodei, Semekuv Zayin. He brings it by Gvinas Akum, that he says that it's more serious for a person to be even a Durabonon because it's a... Um, uh, because it's a minig, and a minig is a nedr, and a nedr is a doraisa, and that's why we have to be very, very careful for many of the halachas that we're going to be mentioning, even though they're not be'etzim in the Gemara, but they are b'tabishas ha'goinim, they were brought down already, and therefore, 
um, we have to keep them. Now, let's go through some of the halachos. Okay, so now we've got a little bit of an introduction to this period of time. Let's try to go through some of the actual halachos. Okay, we'll start with number one. And that is a chasana. So the halacha is, and I'll quote to you the Loshan, because it's an important Loshan, it's an interesting Loshan as well as an important one. So you look at the Shulchan Aruch, very, very interesting. And oh, basically the beginning of the halacha that we're dealing with. Base. Okay, that's why the Shulchan Aruch generally goes Rosh Chodesh because the Svadim only have a minute of Tzur Shachol. But Aratainus, Mematim b'Masav Mematim, we're binish l'Semcha. Okay, in base Chasinus, we'll get to that. Ve'Einoisim Noshim, we don't get married. Ve'Einoisim Sudas Erisin, Avol La'Oris Below Sudamuta. To get engaged is Muta. Ve'Afilu B'Tishabav Atzmoi Muta La'Oris. Even on Tishabav itself, you're allowed to get engaged. Why? So nobody else steals your color. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? You can have an engagement, so nobody should actually be able to steal your color. Which is interesting. What happens to our boim yom kodimitzira savlad? They announce basploini leploini, the whole business over there. So the famous tevutsim in the Gemara in Saita, right? Zivigwishin, Zivigshani. But akoponim, you're allowed to make a tenoim, you're allowed to make an engagement party. There is no problem. Many are even makele to make a little bit of a reception, or even a suda, as long as it's before a shredish. What about birthday parties? A birthday party should generally not be made after Rosh Chodesh, but during the three weeks is going to be muttered. There's nothing to worry about in that case. So that is halacha number one. No chasanas, but engagements and birthday parties are okay. Talking about haircuts. So over here the Ramah, Tovkuf Nunalev Siv Dalet, tells us like this. This talks about haircuts. Um... The Ramos is Venoigen Hachme Mitchilas for Shredish in Kibbutz, but to suppose Noigen Hachme be Yud Zain Betamas. The Ramos says, Our minig of Ashkenazim is to be Machme, and that we do not take a haircut from Shiva Osa Betamas onwards. Included in a haircut is a shave, right? Your beard hair, your eyelashes, or your legs. What about your mustache? So, and Sifiyud Gimel, Meshabrosi Cotton Pay brings down that if a person's mustache is really bothering him, See, I don't know exactly what that means. What does it mean it's really bothering you? I'm not talking about a guy who, like, you know, people call up sometimes with these shyly, like, Rabbi, my beard's bothering me. Great. That's Kavaldic. That's what it's meant to be. You're meant to feel some discomfort. That's the whole point, right? So, therefore... That's why it's important for a person to realize that um, a moustache, if it's bothering you, maybe has steel pieces coming in and you can't get the schnitzel in. So therefore, if the moustache is really bothering you, there's definitely a header to be makel. The mishaburu even says combing your hair is mutter. There's no problem with combing your hair because at the end of the day, combing your hair, even though we know the Gemara in, Nazir tells us that combing your hair is be'etzem, um, is, is really a problem of taking out hair, which is obviously problematic. But since at the end of the day, that's not your kavana, and it's only a minig, so therefore you're allowed to be makel, and you are allowed to do that with any problem whatsoever. So therefore there's no problem with combing your hair. Uh, even a covered Shabbos, the Mishavu Sikotun Lama base says, should not be done, and therefore a person should not even do that, um... Should not, uh, should not even cover Shabbos. Do that again. Svadim have a different halacha. I don't want to get too much into that, but that's what it is. Now, um, 
Okay. Now, children. Okay, obviously men and women are all included in this halacha, as the Mishtabura brings it, Lemaisa, um, that children are also negated to this. Uh, adults can't give a child a haircut. If it's the tzorek, for example, the hair is too long, so um, then it would be different. Then it would be different if the hair is too long. And upshurin, right, to give a, a child a third a third year haircut, so the, generally the minig is to wait until after Tisha B'Av. Anyway, now there are heterim for a person to have a haircut. Heter number one would be, for example, a person that goes to work, and for whatever reason he has summed up the situation that he must have a haircut for pranosa purposes. He won't get the job, he won't get the interview, he won't get the deal, whatever. Again, nowadays it's very hard to say that because beards are very in fashion, and therefore it's hard to say that's really going to be the case, but there's definitely something to that, and therefore with a heter of a rov, there's a heter to have a haircut or shave in that case. Women, for tzniyah's purposes, if their hair is coming out of their of their shaitl or their snood, there's a mokim to be makal to cut their hair as well. Uh, shaving legs for women, Rav Ozna was makal up until Rosh Chodesh, you could be makal because it's not including in haircuts, but after Rosh Chodesh, meaning after the nine days begins, then you need already a tzorich eyebrows, which Rav Zalman said was not included in haircuts and therefore is mutter. Cutting shaitels during the three weeks, a very common shaila that shaitel machos often call up and ask this question, are you allowed to do that? And the answer is, if it's for sneer's purpose, meaning if somebody's getting a shorter shaitel because they want it more tsunua, then yes, then there's a mockum to be making over there. For a bris, the sandik, the uh, moil, and the avia ben call all have a haircut and shave on the morning of the bris. Now, cutting your nails... What's the din with that? So it's actually mutter to cut nails during the three weeks up until Shfur Shachalboy. So there's no problem with cutting your nails on your fingers or on your toes during the three weeks until Shfur Shachalboy. Zoe Paskin in the Taz. Shvur Shachalboy, meaning the week that Tisha falls in, so then it's already a machlikis, yes or no. The Tzorich Mitzvah for sure there's a mockum to Mitzvah, meaning a covered Shabbos, then of course you could be makal. The same would apply even during the, th- during, um, uh, for example, if a person's nails get too long and he has a chashash of chatzitza for the teresudayim, there's no problem. And biting your nails is always going to be mutter, even on Tishabab itself. Okay, let's move on to another halacha that we have to discuss, and probably the last one of today, and that is the halacha of music. Right, music is a very, very important thing. Uh, the Gemara in Gitten tells us that we have to understand that really, in the Shulchan Paskas this way, music actually is also the entire year. Right? Chorban Beis Amigdash, those people that are busy that Rav Moshe is making on a cappella, which we'll get to, is because Rav Moshe asses music the entire year, and is only making on a cappella. Whereas, you know, everyone else is making the whole year, and then say that's a different shayla. But our Kapon in the Ramah says, only if you're rogil, always to wake up, go to sleep, busy with music, then there's a problem. Minaga Olam generally is to be makal, and we listen to music during the year. However, the makar of music during the three weeks is none. There is no makar. There is nowhere in Shulchan Aruch that it says you're not allowed to listen to music during the three weeks. So where does it come from? It comes from a Mogan Avrom. The Mogan Avrom says that you're not allowed to dance. Says the Prima Godum, If you can't dance, you shouldn't listen to music. And that's the Torah Pranasar as well. Now, people come along and say, Oh, it's only live music, right? Only a band or a concert. Now, Rabbi said, let me ask you. If the minute of listening to, or not listening to music during the three weeks came about because the Mogan Avrom said not to dance, Dance, what's the difference if it's a CD, if it's, a, if, if it's an old-fashioned cassette, if it's a tape, if it's an MP3, if it's a radio? 
it makes a person dance, and therefore it's going to be a problem. Comes along with Shlomo Zalman, and Shlomo Zalman says, yeah, that's only dancing music, but if it's not dancing music, there's a mockum to be makele, which generally will make up for children, and will make up for people, for example, many people ask these questions, people are in quarantine, people are on bidud, people are going out of their mind, because of corona, and therefore they need a little bit of space, and a little peace and quiet, and a little bit of music to calm themselves down, I always would suggest, suggest to them, rather use slow music than than loud fast music because loud fast mu- music is cu- including the Xavier of the Mogan Avram of maybe coming to dance whereas slow music is for sure more if a person needs it that's something else which we'll get to now a cappella for some reason, people think it's Mota. I saw from the Gedolei Poskim that discussed it from the Shevet Talevi, Ravozna, in Chelek Ches, and the Tzitz Eliezer, and Rabchaim Kinyeski, and the Oznidbrun, the Kinyan Torah, and Shlomo Zalman, and Shlomo Miller, Rebelskiz, that's all. All of these Poskim held that it's absolutely awesome because the Kli, in other words, the tape turned it into a Kli, and that's why it's a problem. And let's remember for a moment, if the reason isn't the music per se, but it's the outcome, which is the dancing. So therefore, what's the difference if it's music that plays the, ba- the beat or you've got people's mouths that, p- that play the beat? What's the difference? I know I'm going to get some emails from some singers. You know, I don't know. How can you say that? This is my parnasa. I- I'm not getting involved. I don't want to get in trouble. But I'm just quoting what the Gedole Poiskim say that, again, when Moshe was Michael. But he was machma music the whole year. So if you're machma music the whole year, then I guess you could listen to a cappella because we're Moshe's makel. But in a regular case, it will be awesome, except for an a cappella, which is like a choir. You have an a cappella that's just a choir of people singing nice songs, slow music. That's fine. But when you've made an a cappella where you've got the whole you know beat going on with the mouth over there, that's obviously going to be a problem in, according to most, Godoli postgame. It's music mummish. When are the exceptions? So the exceptions would be, number one, singing. There's no problem with singing. Obviously, that's no problem whatsoever. You know, especially on Shabbos, when Moshe talks about it, absolutely no problem whatsoever. A Sudas Mitzvah, if you make a Siyam, while a person's learning when a person's davening he wants to sing there's no problem whatsoever a person is working out he's exercising for example and if he's exercising so um, he wants to what does he want to do he wants to listen to music because otherwise he can't he won't be able to jog you won't be able to do those weights or, I don't know, those fancy machines. So the halacha is, since you're not doing it for the music, then it's going to be mutter, and there will be no problem for a person to play even fast music if he's doing it for that purpose. Who had in... If it's shalif, for example, if it's for health purposes, a person needs it for his health, a person needs it for his calmness, a person's driving. Right? I remember, I'm, g- I'm going to admit this to you right now, Rabbi Say live. I'm going to admit to you, I was driving in upstate New York. Anyone that's driven up there, it can be dangerous. I spent a whole week going from camp to camp to camp giving shiurim. And... Um, it was incredible because it was, it was an opportunity to give shiurim to that many people. But the problem that I had was that I was absolutely and totally like, wiped out from giving so many shiurim over a short amount of days. So basically, I was so exhausted. I remember I was driving for a night. I was driving to Lakewood. I was driving from Lakewood back upstate, whatever it was, to meet one of the boys as an interview for yeshiva. And I was, I was almost falling asleep and I had to get there by a certain time. So basically, I put on, well, boy, I'm admitting it to you. I put on loud 
fast music. But I think it was absolutely mutter, because otherwise it was pekuach nefesh. And that was absolutely fine to do that. And if a person is driving and he needs to you know, do that, there's no problem with that whatsoever. The same thing with working out, exercising, jogging, all these sorts of things are no problem. Now, there are people who are like, oh my gosh, they get all, get all nervous. They pick up the phone and they say, can you just hold the line, please? And they put you on, you know, and you get... No, it's the three weeks. No, no, no. You can't do that. It's absolutely fine. You're going in a waiting room and there's music over there. You're shopping in Oshuad. There's music over there. You, you, you don't have to worry about these things. There's no problem whatsoever. For children, for example, especially now during Corona, children are in quarantine, children are bidud. They need to listen to Uncle Moshi. They need to listen to music to calm themselves down. I don't think there's anything wrong with that whatsoever. Because again, you've got to be elech with these itam. You can't just use these itam and do whatever you want. As I mentioned in the beginning, the whole yisoid of these things were to bring us so that when we get to Tishabab, maybe perhaps we'll feel something. But if we've listened to music and we've got a head to shave and we've done everything as normal, how can we expect that when we come to Tishabab, we're going to feel anything? Be'ez Hashem, tomorrow we're going to go through the next part. Many, 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 many more halachas. Be'ez Hashem, so join us then tomorrow. Be'ez Hashem.